gonna be just like senior year, except for funner. Hey guys, I'm Kendra. Hi everyone, I'm Rosethis, and this week we're celebrating Kendra's birthday, and we're talking about 13 going on 30. I can't believe it. It is my birthday. By the time you guys are listening to this, it's going Yay. to be my birthday, May 14th. I am turning the big 3-0. I am leaving my 20s and entering Ooh. my 30s, and I can't even believe it because it's really, it's just feels like my 20s were my entire life. I like didn't have, I feel like I didn't have a childhood. My whole life has just been my 20s. So I'm very excited to be graduating. <laughs> Into my 30s. Yes. <laughs> but of course, Mercedes, enough about my birthday. Let's kick it off with our celebrity crush of the week. Who are you crushing on this week? Okay. I know we just talked about him last week for like a good hour, but I am crushing on James Marsden still. I yep. can't help it. I haven't been able to get him off my mind this whole time. So he has the power. He does have a power and a killer <laughs> smile. Absolutely killer. Oh my God. Those dimples. Oh. Those eyes when they get all squinty. Oh, no, this <laughs> Love it. Okay, so fun fact, me and my siblings are all born within three weeks of each other. So my brother's birthday, Whoa. I know, it's crazy. My brother's birthday was May 2nd. Mine's in, in two weeks. And for my brother's birthday, we all went to this restaurant in Sherman Oaks. And it was right next to this giant Outsiders mural. So in LA, there are a bunch of movie murals. And this one, Sherman Oaks, is like a famous one of the movie The Outsiders from like 1986, I think. Yeah. Um. That was my favorite movie growing up. I watched it like every week for years. Like it was so good. So my crush of this week is uh, Rob Lowe circa 1986. Oh, soda pop. <laughs> yeah, soda pop. Oh my gosh, he was so. I I know a boy who looks very strikingly similar to young Rob Lowe. It's really overwhelming. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's like very aware of that. So he's used to his advantage. But... Oh, so how old is he? He's my age, yeah. Okay. Does he live in New Mexico? I think he, he used to. Interesting. Rob Lowe, St. Elmo's Fire <laughs> is probably my favorite Rob Lowe. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, That's a great one. Wow. Yes. Yes. That okay, guys. Got to stop. Got to stop crushing my heart. My heart, my heart is like beating. I'm going to have a heart attack because he's so fun. <laughs> We're going to move over to the TLDR, guys. We just like to, again, recap the movie for anyone who hasn't seen it. Warning, there are spoilers ahead. And if you haven't seen 13 Going on 30, you can buy it on Amazon. Take it away, Mercedes. Yes. So cut to 1987 and Jenna Rink is turning 13 and desperately wants to be popular. Luckily, she has her best friend slash neighbor, Matt Flameff, right by her side. He's also secretly in love with her and for her 13th birthday, gifts her a handmade dream house and magic wishing dust. The dollhouse? Perfect. Mm -hmm. I love it. Is. It is. It really is. And right when he sprinkles the dust all over the house for her wish, the popular kids arrive and trick Jenna into playing seven minutes of heaven. And while she thinks that her crush is about to enter the basement closet to kiss her, the click tricks Matt into thinking that she's waiting for him. And when she realizes it's Matt, she gets so mad, kicks him out, and wishes to be 30, flirty, and thriving. The next day, Jenna, now Jennifer Garner, wakes up and her wish has come true. She's suddenly 30. It's 2004. She's living in a Fifth Avenue apartment and works as an editor of her favorite magazine, Poise. But she has no memory of the last 17 years. So she finds Matt. He's her only guide, really, to explain anything. And he's now played by Mark Ruffalo. Amazing. Woo! <laughs> and he's an engaged photographer living in Greenwich Village. And he really explains everything to Jenna about how their friendship ended on her 13th birthday and how she became popular and ignored him for 17 years. And her co-editor slash best friend as a 30-year-old, Lucy, played by Judy Greer, was also the most popular girl at school growing up. 
the meanest one. So as Jenna tries to manage being 30 and realizing she doesn't really like the person she's become in these last 17 years, her magazine also needs a redesign or else they're done forever. So she hires Matt as her photographer and the two spend their days working together and they really start to fall for each other. And as Jenna prepares to present it to the magazine owners, she discovers Lucy has stolen her idea and took it to a competing magazine and now Poise is no longer happening. Mm -hmm. But Jenna rushes to Matt's childhood home to catch him before his wedding where she apologizes for Lucy's lies and declares her love for him. But sadly, he's still getting married and returns the old dollhouse for her and tells her that he's always loved her. Heart-wrenching. Yes. So heartbroken Jenna sits on her front porch right next door and the wishing dust kind of just swirls around her and the magic happens and she wakes up and she's 13 again back in the basement closet on her 13th birthday. When she sees Matt, she kisses him right away and they run up the stairs toward their future where they're now newlyweds and moving into their real life pink dream house together in love. Yay. Oh, that was so good. I'm just like tearing up here. You talk about it again. But that movie <laughs> just makes me so warm inside. Yes. You know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. It provides a sense of warmth and just hope, too. Right. Yes. Like wishes come true. <laughs> so this is a 2004 film written by Josh Goldsmith and Kathy Yuspa, who also wrote What Women Want and The King of Queens, is directed by Gary Winnick, who also directed Letters to Juliet, which if you're planning a trip to Italy, it is a must watch. And he also directed the movie Brides Wars. OK, mm -hmm. so I'm just curious. I thought it was really funny. So when Jenna goes into the closet for her seven minutes of heaven, you can actually see photos of a young Jennifer Garner on the back of the door there, which is really cool. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love those little <laughs> details. Right. Is that cool? I know. It's so sweet. I also heard that Jennifer Garner hung out with middle schoolers to prepare for this role because this really mm -hmm. was like her first sweet, fun role. Because before this, she was doing like alias and like more action type stuff, more intense. Yeah. So this was her first time to really like dive deep. And she really went into method with the middle schooler thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, what's funny is I also have a best friend named Matt, who I didn't meet till college, but I call him Maddie, and I feel like I call him Maddie because of this movie. Like, I, I totally get that, yes. Yeah. Definitely. Um, <laughs> so it was so funny because when the cast was on set, if they weren't sure if something was funny or not, they would ask Judy Greer because she was literally the funniest person on set. Yes, and the icon <laughs> of the genre. Yes. So right. amazing. And, like, the fact that we just saw her in a movie last week, too. Yep. So good. Like, it's it just shows her power. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love And that. how great she is to work with, too, because, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also heard that, so the director, Winnick, didn't really like the dance sequence, but the mm -hmm. studio said it was necessary because you need a good dance sequence and a good rom-com. So, and he was like, this doesn't make any sense. So he made it the last scene that they filmed, and he altered it so it had some type of narrative to go with the stakes for Jenna. That's why it's like, the party for poise isn't working. We need to dance to Thriller. And Mark Ruffalo <laughs> almost turned down the role because he he did not want to do the thriller dance. I he just like doesn't did not want to dance. It's so funny because you can kind of tell because I love Mark Ruffalo. He's a terrible <laughs> dancer in the scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, he's so unenthusiastic, and you could just see the pain in his face. That's the sweetest thing about Maddie as a character. Yeah, as like he's just so sweet that like he really can't hide it when he's <laughs> cringing. <laughs> it's adorable. All right, guys, we're going to move over to Time Capsule. We just like to recall where we were, what we were doing when we watched this movie. And of course, Mercedes, I have the worst memory. I literally yeah. have the worst memory. <laughs> I can never remember where I was when I first saw a movie. Unless it, okay, there's like a handful of movies, but I don't think we're ever going to talk about them because they're not rom coms. <laughs> maybe, maybe they'll come up. Fingers crossed. Exactly. So I have no idea where I was. But I remember very clearly this movie was the very first time I ever heard Vienna by Billy Joel. 
And Mm -hmm. it became the theme song of my life. So I was just, I was very, very studious. I was always, I did really well in in high school. I was well-rounded. Like I did a bunch of clubs and activities and everything. And all of that was because I really wanted to go to the East Coast for college. And I wanted a scholarship and I wanted all of these things and that those things. And I just felt like I tried really hard because I remember when I was applying for colleges, I got rejected by every single one except for one. And I just remember listening to a song because I really like the lyric, you can't be everything you want to be before your time. And I was like, Aww. okay, I get it. Because I just, I just tried really hard. I applied for, I, when I was a senior in high school, I applied for over 150 scholarships. Did oh not get goodness. one. Yeah. Oh. I just, that was like my senior year. I stopped doing everything. Like I still did like musical theater and dance team. But I stopped hanging out with my friends. I stopped doing everything. I just applied for scholarships and just applied for colleges. Well, no one (laughs) warns you how intense that process is going to be. And then, like, no one also prepares you for, like, how much it really is just you working on it. You know, and like not really a lot of help. Even your college counselors could guide you. Mm -hmm. But also like they can only give you tips. They're not going to be like, oh, they're not going to go out of their way to search for like different scholarships and all those things. It's so intense. It is really intense. And too, I think my school as well. It's not common to go away for college. Everyone stays in Washington or goes to the local community college. But I was like, no, I want to go to Boston University. I want to go to NYU. I want to go to Duke. Like, I want to go to these, like, prestigious schools on the East Coast, which is funny because at the end of the year, they always release a map. And they have every single senior's name. And they just have on the map where the senior is going to school. And so you can see on Washington, it's, like, my entire graduating class. And then New York, it was me and this other you. kid named Bloor. Like, <laughs> just a little boop. Yeah. Like, there are two of us from our graduate class going to school in New York, which oh is crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> Do you remember the first time you saw this movie? I, okay. So, like you, I don't really remember the specifics, but I was eight years old, and I can almost guarantee that this was, like, a movie I rented with my dad on, like, a Friday. Yeah. And we watched it together because that was just our routine. Every Friday, we'd go to Hastings or whoever and rent a movie. So this was definitely one of them. I just, like, remember being so jealous of Jenna's dream house, like her dollhouse, and being like, that should be mine. Because I <laughs> I was truly Barbie obsessed. I was also American Girl doll obsessed. Those were my two favorite toys. Yeah. And I had like the room my brothers live in now at my parents house it used to be like my barbie city before Mm -hmm. my brothers were born (laughs) like called it barbie (laughs) city so i always thought of her dream house and i was like that's like where i want to live that's where i want my dolls to live and also this is just such a classic sleepover movie i think i've played it at so many sleepovers growing up yeah absolutely it is it really is i mean the thing is while i may not remember where i was when i saw it i remember 2004 very clearly very (laughs) Clearly, Reset is, okay, 2004 was the first time I was ever in love. And, and love did not strike me many times in my life. I literally, the oh only two gosh. people I loved were this boy and Nick Jonas. That's pretty much it. So I'm going to tell you about were you in? You were in sixth grade? I was in sixth grade. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. This is the start of middle school. So his oh, name. Oh my gosh. His name was Wesley Brightner. <laughs> Wesley. Wesley. I had the biggest crush on him he was a popular boy in middle school and he always had a girlfriend he was so cute but everyone else thought he was cute too so he always had a girlfriend and i remember he dated this girl named jessica smith for over a year oh gosh do you know how long a year is in middle school years like yeah that's a marriage <laughs> it, 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 it was a marriage it was insane i felt like i was dying because i liked him before they started dating but i remember you know this probably wasn't great on my part but i remember the second they broke up I like messaged him on AIM. This is me dating myself. I messaged him on AIM and I was like, 
hey, I, you know, I just want to let you know, like, I've, I've liked you since before you and Jessica started dating because I did. Like, I liked him since the beginning of the year. And he was just like, I think he just replied with like, oh, okay. And then I was like, you get this a lot, don't you? And he was like, yeah, kind of. And let me tell you, Mercedes, that broke every blood vessel in my heart. The fact that he was like, yeah, I get this a lot. I was so heartbroken. Like, I liked him for so long. And it's just like, it felt like so much of, again, my life. (laughs) I'm so, I'm so, I exaggerate so much. It felt like so much (laughs) of my life in middle school. Because I was just like pining over this kid. He's married now. He has like three kids. You know, he's still wow. cute. You know, you grow you grow and you learn. And that was the very first boy I ever fell in love with. Wesley. Wesley. That was quite the story. <laughs> and a journey. That's yeah, a whole journey. Oh, my goodness. Those middle school crushes really just, like, hit so hard. They're so yeah. memorable. Yeah. Seriously. Gosh. Yeah. I was in second grade. So okay. my world was, like, soccer, basketball, American Girl, and, like, watching, like, 80s and 90s syndicated sitcoms. <laughs> like, that was what I was doing. And I thought, like, I was really thinking about my celebrity crushes for this because I couldn't really remember, like, a real crush. And I thought of Tom Welling from Smallville. I remember mm-hmm. watching that with my mom all the time. And I had the biggest crush on him. And he was in Cheaper by the Dozen. So yes. He was just amazing. And then, like, Chad Michael Murray. Yes! And then Dean Thomas from Harry Potter. I love you, Dean Thomas, forever. (laughs) And also, like, Mark Ruffalo in this movie. This was the first time I had ever seen him. Yeah. And he's been one of my, like, celebrity loves forever since, Mm -hmm. I think, like, I love how soft-spoken he is. I love how much he cares about, like, he's an activist and he cares about climate change and so much to love about him. And he's just, yeah. he seems just, like, genuinely so kind. He he really does. And I every time he wins an award for something, I, like, stand up and applaud him. And I just, yeah. I, I love the speeches that he gives. And he really, I think he does have a big heart. This is just from the interviews and things I've seen of him, but mm-hmm. I really like him. And I've also like heard that he's lovely to work with. So that's always yes. nice too. Oh no, I love hearing that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, guys, it's time for the Rom-Com Hall of Fame. But of course, Mercedes, as much as we love this movie, right? We're not denying that we don't like this movie. We love yeah. this movie. We do have to roast it a little bit. And I'm curious mm-hmm. what you think. <laughs> so my roasts are they're only a couple because it's yeah. hard to roast this. Movie. It's hard to but roast this. Yeah. I think the entire description when they're 13 in like the first 20 minutes of the movie mm-hmm. it's when they're explaining the 7 minutes of having game to Jenna and they're just like you get blindfolded and the guy can do whatever he wants to you. And it's just that language that is just so gross. And I know it's supposed to be like in the 80s right then, but I'm like, oh, this language is awful. And like Maddie describes it in 17 later as a spin the rapist. And he's so not wrong because it is like such a predatory game. Gosh, that game growing up. Did you ever play that growing up? I mean, not with like a blindfold. The blindfold, I was like, there's no need for that. Yeah, it was. I never played that game growing up. I mean, obviously, I heard about it, but like, I also yeah. wasn't a kid going to a bunch of birthday parties and stuff. I, yeah, definitely wasn't either. And I think it's definitely more in a like sitcom. Like, mm-hmm. you hear more about it in like Boy Beats World than you do in real life. I yeah. think maybe yeah. I just wasn't invited to the really cool parties. Yeah. <laughs> the fashion in this movie it it blows my mind that we used to wear stuff like that and actually think that we looked good. Of course, you could say that about fashion from every decade. Yeah. But it's just extra funny because it's like the contrasting prints and like the the, the mm-hmm. sunglasses and crimped hair and things like that. It's like, and the shoes with like the fluff on them, like the, 
<laughs> it's also nuts because all of that's coming back now. Like, that's very much on trend right now. Yeah. <laughs> which is gnarly because then I feel like I get brainwashed into being, like, just from seeing it a lot again, where I'm like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> like, over, like, over the top. And I, like, really do like the way Jenna dresses because it's so over the top and so 13. Like, they yeah. really made a point to, like, give that essence, that youthful <laughs> essence back to her style. Yes. And compared to, like, Judy Greer's character, Lucy, who's, like, always in, like, very dark colors and, like, very serious and, like, businessy almost. But You know why they did that, right? Just for, like, for their characters, I'm sure. Just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The costume designers were very intentional about that. As Jenna's character became more, like, adult and, and, and playful and stuff, they made her wardrobe, like, lighter. And as Lucy's character became more, like, sinister and, like, more of, like, the antagonist, her wardrobe became, like, darker. It was really interesting to read. It makes so much sense. And I think it also just, like, really speaks to Jenna's, the core of her, like, she is a 13-year-old. It's, like, Mm -hmm. big, you know, the movie big. These are children in adult bodies just, like, trying to function into the adult. Yeah. So, like, if my 13-year-old self was putting on outfits for me now, honestly, they might look similar to how I dress. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Just because they think, it would just be incredibly colorful, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I remember my birthday in sixth grade. I got $120 for my birthday, and I went to the mall and bought an all-pink outfit. Like, I bought pink Etnies, because everyone was wearing Etnies at the time. I bought, like, this pink shirt. They weren't, they were white pants, but they had, like, a pink stripe down them. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was like, that my favorite color is pink. And, like, that, it was that moment that I decided that, because before my favorite color had been purple, because my mom's favorite color was purple. But I was in middle school and I could make my own decisions now. And so yes. <laughs> it's still to say, yeah, my favorite color is pink. My favorite color is like rose gold, but you know, it's pink and pink. I love that. I'm a pink and purple girl too. Those yeah. are my, those are my faves forever. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like her boyfriend was pretty cringe too, right? Oh my God. Yes. So the fact that she has to tell like her hockey player boyfriend to stop and like to put clothes on and like continuously tell him no and is physically running away from him and he thinks it's some type of game. And he's so insistent on doing the opposite of that and really just not listening. And I don't know. I know it's supposed to be a comedic moment, but also just, like, no means no. Yep. And at some point, like, you could see she's visibly frightened. Like, just, like, let it go. Yeah, please. <laughs> Tell me, Mercedes, what is your favorite quote, though? Because I feel like one of your favorite quotes has to do with the exact opposite of of her yes. player boyfriend. My favorite quote is when she's walking with Maddie and they're they just finished their like week of photo shoots for the magazine mm-hmm. and she says, "You want to know a secret?" Yeah. You're the sweetest guy I've ever known. And it's just so sweet and so simple and like the way he just like looks at her and then they're eating razzles. It's yeah. sweet. <laughs> <laughs> they're razzle red tugs. <laughs> okay. This is my favorite quote, but it's because like every time I put on a dress or I put on a shirt and it fits me incredibly, I say this line. Because as <laughs> someone who has like, you know, a fuller chest, it can be hard to find things that fit nicely. And so <laughs> I love the line when she's in the elevator with her neighbor and her neighbor goes, I like your dress. It's because they've got these incredible boobs to fill it out. <laughs> I love that moment. Because it is like such like 13 year old brain too. Of yeah, just exactly. So excited. <laughs> yeah. Because we saw like 13 year old Jenna stuffing her bra and now she's like, now I have boobs. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> it was sweet. Yeah. Oh, I also love that soul crushing quote at the end when Maddie tells her that he's still getting married. Yeah. And he says, Jedi, I've always loved you. 
and she's holding the dollhouse and yeah. just like crying and leaving the room. And I that's when I burst into tears. Yeah. Like every single time I'm sobbing in that scene and I just oh my gosh, it wrecks me. It wrecks absolutely wrecks you. Okay, yeah. I think this is a pretty easy answer then, Mercedes. If this movie popped up on your Tinder feed, are you swiping left? Or are you swiping right? I'm swiping right always. I adored this movie and it just brings me to tears after all these years and after so many rewatches too. And this movie is a rom-com with like its classic tropes and like the physical comedy and Jennifer Garner is such a great lead and you really like empathize with her. But it also mixes time travel and magic in a way that doesn't freak me out or stress me out because a lot of time travel stories stress me out because I'm like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Butterfly (laughs) effect, like what's going on? And I always just think about all of that. But I also just find Jenna Rink like so endearing as a character. And it's definitely just more of Jennifer Garner being charming than anything else. And she just captures the innocence that Jenna has so well yeah. and makes her character arc like so emotional and also just hold a lot of depth that I don't think people would necessarily offer 13-year-olds. Like, this movie is for, like, tween teen girls. They deserve to be celebrated. Like, this is a sleepover movie, you know? And then Maddie is such, like, a non-threatening man and just truly kind that it just makes him, like, the one of the best, you know? Nothing about him is anything but protective over Jenna, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's so sweet to see. It really is. It really is. I feel like with this movie, there's a lot. So I'm swiping right, obviously. I just feel like this movie is so endearing. And I just had a really hard time, obviously, coming up with things I didn't like about it. But it's also, like, incredibly honest. And they managed to explore adolescence in a really authentic way that's not creepy, which kind of feels like incapable movies are not capable of doing that anymore. But... It's just crazy, too, because I'm going to be 30 in 10 days. My birthday's in 10 days. By the time people are listening to this, they'll already be 30. It's just like, I'm going to be 30, but I still feel like there's a lot of things from my, like, teen years, from 13, that I still I didn't get to explore or I didn't get to experience, right? Like, seven minutes in heaven. And I don't know if I feel more like the 30-year-old Jenna or the 13-year-old Jenna. Like, it's it's part of both, Right. Yeah, And it's just it's just that part of growing up of like, OK, I know I'm an adult, but there's still a big part of my heart that feels like I'm still that little girl inside. And so it's just kind of balancing that. That's what I'm trying. To I, right I totally relate to that. I mean, yeah. like cut to me, like twirling down the aisles in a grocery store. Like <laughs> I like, <laughs> there's some parts where I'm just like, am I really an adult? Because yeah. sometimes the way I'm just I don't know, my day to day antics do not feel like adults. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I think also like Jenna as a 30 year old, the way we see her is still mm-hmm. 13. Yeah. So she's also not handling it either. And I think this movie does such a good well, does such a good job of like capturing that major moment of like quarter life crisis almost, but in the middle of having this 13 year old brain. And that's almost what it feels like, you know, to be around this, these ages that we are mm-hmm. of being like, I should have this stuff handled. Like I should know what I'm doing. And then we're all just kind of flailing around like Jenna Rank wearing like a trench coat and yeah. pajamas to work. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's funny because Jenna is so hard on herself, right? She just she wants so much and she wants to be yeah. the specific type of person. And I feel like it's very common at 13 to just like be really critical of yourself. So I'm curious for you, Mercedes, what was one thing you just really loved about yourself when you were 13? Oh, my gosh, that's such a good question. I definitely had deep insecurities but I also had kind of this silent ego of like I knew what I was good at and I was proud of it I'm really proud of myself for never like 
truly backing down from my interests. Like, I think middle school is definitely the time where a lot of girls, especially girls, really just lose a lot of their passions and interests that they had earlier than that as children just because you're surrounded by just like a lot of noise and a lot of social pressures that like really hadn't been a thing yet and that's often the time when like boys get louder about their interests and girls get quieter so I think just like withstanding that and like I remember even like little things in middle school of people being like Mercedes you really like Zac Efron like are you serious and I was like of course I like Zac Efron have you yeah. seen his face and like yeah he's like fighting <laughs> like fighting for my interest like that and like yeah. being like no I love this and I don't know like finding uh, I don't know making my own interest valid before other people did, yeah you know absolutely yeah there are parts of me that I miss about the 13 year old version about myself, but I really miss how bold I was. Mercedes, I was absolutely fearless. I just like took charge. If I liked a guy, I would walk right up to him, look him dead in the face, and be like, I like you. Like, I love what? That. Like, I really love that. I can't even fathom like looking in the direction of a cute guy now. Like, I just obviously I know it's because as I got older, my heart just experienced more and more rejection to the point that it just kind of like shut down a bit. Yeah. But I really do miss that about myself. Like I just did not care. I I didn't, I don't feel like I really cared what people thought. Like I did to an extent, but I was just so earnestly myself mm-hmm. and just so fearless. I miss, I miss that being fearless because now I'm like, okay, I have to start thinking about the consequences. What if this happens or I do this or blah, blah. And I, and I miss just being the type of Kendra that would just jump. And yeah. not think. I would just jump. You got to do hope... things for middle school Kendra again. Yeah. got to like, I don't know. You know how people say they they treat their inner child? I think you got to treat your inner tween. Yeah. I think that's why <laughs> solo travel kind of gives me, it lets me see a glimpse of that old version of Kendra. Again, yeah. Right? Like. <laughs> yeah, because you're put in positions where you really have to like be, like put yourself out there in ways yeah. that you wouldn't before. Exactly. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Listeners, we want to hear what do you miss about the 13-year-old version of yourself? We're going to move over into couples therapy, though. We like to give dating advice. I mean, I don't know if they if they if we have a ton for that, but we like to give dating advice for the characters on how they can improve their relationship. And I just think like when things get tough with Jen and Maddie, I just really hope they remember how special of a friendship they share. And I hope that that keeps them going. I understand the sentiment of when people say, like, marry your best friend, right? Because you always have this level of respect for each other. Like, they're always the first person you want to tell about things. They're always the person you want to share things with. And so I get that. And I hope they maintain that respect for each other and continue to champion each other and learn and grow together. And I just think there's nothing like growing up with your favorite person. Yes. These two are such, like, true best friends. And that's so nice to see because Maddie does so much for Jenna from the very beginning. And I'm so glad Jenna finally sees how special he is and how much he cares for her. I would love to see that reciprocated for Maddie from Jenna. You know what I mean? Yeah. As much as I love them together. Oh, oh my gosh. This is a whole different point. As much (laughs) as I love to see them together. Maybe don't kiss an engaged guy. And I know it's in an alternative universe. And that doesn't happen once their story gets like their real story happens. But it's also just like one of those other times where we see rom-coms embracing infidelity. And even though it's just a kiss, I'm like, you know, we're aware of this situation. But yeah, I just think if she could just give him the love, the same love that he gives her, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I would almost argue he kissed her because he was... 
True. True, 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 true. Okay. But yes. You Don't go around kissing friends. people when you have a fiance. <laughs> I feel like they're, like, when we're thinking about their love language, like, Jenna needs quality time. Like, she's very much like, I like doing things with Matt. And I feel like yeah. they grow closer together by doing the things that they love the most. And she gives words of affirmation. You know, like, the example of, of your favorite quote, like, you're the sweetest guy I've ever known. Like, it's easy for Jenna to express herself in words. And so I feel like she's really good at giving words of affirmation. And then for Matt, I feel like he gives acts of service. Like, mm -hmm. he dances with Jenna a lot in this movie, and it's really sweet. He gives her a flower during that montage, which I love that montage. Why can't Oh, my gosh. That's the best. Yes. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> that song. So early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, he helps her with her project. He does all the things that she wants to do, like buying razzles. But he enjoys doing that for her. So I think he, he yeah. enjoys performing acts of service. But I think he needs quality time. And I think that's one of the reasons why it didn't work out with his fiance Wendy. Because she was in Chicago and he, like, never got to see her. Right. And he likes uh -huh. to spend time with. And I think that's that's important in a relationship. Right. Like to spend time with each other. And mm -hmm. I don't feel like him and Wendy really got that. So that's that's how I feel. <laughs> Kendra, I completely agree with you on yeah. their love languages. Like, that's so true. I also think there's definitely a little bit of gift giving here because mm. hello, the dollhouse. Like that's yeah. like the major like token of love through this whole movie. But yeah, like other than that, all the same, all the same, same, same. It's funny because we never, like, I feel like when we talk about rom coms we never, gifts never pops up. But yeah, you're absolutely no. right. Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> I feel like gifts easily falls under, like, acts of service, too. Because you're like, oh, well, they're doing something for somebody. But that's also, like, a gift in some way, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I think they, they blur the lines a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So I think I know your answer, but we ask you anyways. Do you think this couple lasts in five years? Yes, of course. They are soulmates. They last forever and always. Like, how can they not, you know? They're meant yeah. to be. Even though I think if you're dating someone from, like, seventh grade for the rest of your life, that's a little wild. But, you know, they, they had that break in the alternative universe. So yeah. <laughs> they had a 17-year-long 17 17 year break. Yeah, exactly. I, I would say yes as well. And I just feel like not just that, they're going to be the type of couple that has amazing kids and their kids grow up and want to like have a love story like theirs, like their love story inspires generations. So yes. I think that's oh. really special. <laughs> All right, guys, it's time for Heartthrob. Mercedes, who would you take home and introduce to your friends and family? I think I know, but Of tell course, me. Maddie. Of he course, Maddie. He is one of the best leading men in his in the history of rom-coms. Like, truly. 100%. Like, of course I'm taking him home. He's sweet. He's reliable. He's soft-spoken. He loves Jenna for who she is, even when she's, like, a frustrating 13-year-old as possessed with being popular, you know? Yeah. yeah. And he's just such a dreamboat, and I swoon. And Mark Ruffalo is one of my biggest celebrity crushes, and I just think he's spectacular. Mark Ruffalo, come on the pod. Come on the pod, Mark Ruffalo. You are always <laughs> welcome. I'm actually just shocked, Mercedes, pure shocked, that yeah. there is a leading man in a rom-com from the early 2000s that is not problematic in any way. Like, yeah. it's unheard of. Maddie is definitely the heart of this episode. So congrats, Mark Ruffalo. Thank you for making all of our wildest dreams come true. <laughs> yeah, there is no toxic masculinity in Maddie's character. Exactly. <laughs> Mary Smooch Ghost Mercedes. Who are you marrying? Who are you smooching? Who are you ghosted? Oh, my goodness. So obviously I'm marrying Maddie. And then I will smooch Alex, the hockey player boyfriend. Because okay. I love an athlete. 
Uh-huh. And I am ghosting Chris Grandy because <laughs> he is so unfortunate looking. And even like his 13 year old self, I was like, even as a child, I was like, that guy's not cute. Why does Jenna like him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he grows and he becomes a tiger grammar. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm agreeing with you here. Uh, I'm agreeing with you here. Although I, I okay, actually. I am going to marry Maddie, and I'm going to ghost both Alex and Chris, I think. Ooh, okay. I'm going to ghost both of them. I do like hockey, though. I will say that. I know that's very... I, I do I do enjoy watching hockey, but Alex oh is just God. so cringe to me. Like, there's nothing... Oh, my God. His dance? Me. When he yeah. does the dance, it's I'll so never bad. forget it. It's traumatizing. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> All right, guys. Before we wrap it up, we always love to bring in a pop culture moment. I'm curious. Did you see the video of Jennifer Garner on her birthday? Like her, no. her birth. Okay, so her friend surprised her with freaking Donny Osmond, <laughs> and he starts singing oh, one of her random. one of his I know iconic <laughs> songs. Like she's at this restaurant with her friends, and he pops up behind her, starts singing one of her favorite songs, and they start singing together at the restaurant. Oh. And I would have killed to have been in that restaurant. It would have been so yeah, fun. that would have been so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I love Jennifer Garner. Did you see her and Mark Ruffalo their reunion for the Adam Project movie with Ryan yeah. Reynolds? Yeah, and they recreated the like sweet image of them cuddling on the couch. I just oh my gosh, I melted. So sweet, love it. Love it, love it. <laughs> and also, Jenna's poised party dress, the one that her neighbor comments on being like, that's such a pretty dress. Yeah. <laughs> the ones where she has the boobs to fill it. That dress has been recreated by a lot of online stores in the past couple of years. I think, like, at the beginning of lockdown, people were rewatching like, all these, like, comfort movies. And they were like, oh, my gosh, this movie is amazing. I need that dress. And last Halloween, I saw so many Jenna rinks all over my really? social. Yeah. So I did not see any. What the heck? Oh my gosh. Yeah, there's so many of like the fast fashion brands who are selling it now. That is insane. I got to get that. I got to get in on that. <laughs> but listeners, we want to hear your thoughts. Do you like Jenna? <laughs> Do you like Maddie? Do you think they're going to last in five years? What is, again, what is your favorite version of your 13 year old self? Slide into our DMs at MeetCute. Again, I'm Kendra. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Kented Hollywood. Yes, and I'm Rosetha's. You can find me at Rosetha's GV11 on IG, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you're looking for new rom-coms, follow Meet Cute wherever you listen to podcasts and follow Meet Cute on socials everywhere. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye.